Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Hey, it's Sunday and you're with us at Cannabis Legalization News. Today we're going to talk to uh, Mary Jane Oatman and the Indigenous uh, in Cannabis. Uh, remember, you got to be... Uh, 21 over to uh, play and 18 over to vote. Thank you. All right. We got a guest today on Sunday. Tom. What's up? Happy Sunday. What up, Mary Jane? <laughs> Mary Jane is was on mute. Hey, welcome. Hey. hey. It's an honor and a privilege to join you all today. Well, Thank thanks you. for coming on. Uh, what is the name of your organization that you're a part of? So the Indigenous Cannabis Coalition uh, was founded in 2019 so that we could make sure that there was, uh, you know, an amplified voice for Indigenous communities in uh, restoring plant medicines. And through our work, it's all about education and advocacy. And we publish Tribal Hemp and Cannabis Magazine. Tribal Hemp and Cannabis Magazine. Uh, which jurisdiction are you out of? Are you um, in America but on a reservation? Or so, like, how does that work? So, I'm on the Nez Perce Indian Reservation, which is uh, in present-day Idaho. But our uh, cultural geographic landscape spans across Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and into Montana, where we had, you know, our usual and accustomed uh gathering and, and hunting and trade patterns uh, with other other indigenous nations across those uh, those areas. And we were big buffalo hunters in Montana, uh, salmon fishermen, you know, on the Columbia Plateau. And huge part of our economy was trading rope. Hmm. And where did that rope come from? The hemp rope, the beautiful cordage fiber, uh, the the Indian hemp rope, uh, which, you know, really ironically, the town that I'm from, it's called Kamii, Idaho, uh, on our reservation. Um, but the word Kamii derives from the word Kamu, Kamuyamupa, which is the people of the hemp. Wow, that's pretty awesome. You know, I was thinking about Indian hemp this morning before this conversation, and uh, I used to think it, when people talked about Indian hemp, they were referring to from India because of the sales from the early 1800s, but it's actually from the indigenous people. Is that what Indian hemp is referring to then? 
so um, we actually have, you know, the, a, a longer introduction of the Asiatic seed variety as well, you know, that came to our homelands by way of flood about 13,000 years ago. So, uh, you know, even even with some of our uh, fiber as well as uh, sacrament of smoking. Uh oh. So yeah, that's what happens when you're in Idaho and you start talking about the sacramental smoking of hemp. Uh, <laughs> it's, Idaho, it's, it's Idaho, dude. And so, yeah, Mary Jane is going to be back and she's, she's back and she's, she's back again. So let's uh, remove one. And then there we go. As <laughs> soon as you start talking about sacramental hemp smoking, just, but that's a, that's a point, right? I was going to ask you, um, or maybe she's talking. Okay. Uh, uh, I had a friend uh, in South, South Dakota. Oh, wait, she's talking, she, but no She's words. talking, but we can't hear her. Uh -oh. um, Are you on mute, Mary? But the mute icon's not on. It's on her so phone, though. Oh, maybe the phone is on mute, perhaps, yeah. Oh, there's the mute icon. Um, okay. So if we can get rid of that, let's see. No, that, I think, is on her end. Oh, nope. Well, things are working great. Things are working great in Idaho. But, I say uh, we all just uh, take a minute. <laughs> You know, I mean, we try. It's 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 what you get for what we got. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the things about the internet is that it's little packets of information. Remember that, tiny little data packets going everywhere. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm happy about, uh, besides that we've learned something today, that is, of course, uh, hemp got over to the New World via flood thirteen thousand years ago, uh, and it was probably more of the um, north. Or like the the Russian style, because like that's where the land bridge was, yeah, uh, from Asia, uh, Rudellis or Rudialis. Yeah. So the autoflower plants, because then they they go so far up to the the top of the jurisdictions of not the jurisdictions, the latitudes or the longitudes, right? Um, of the planet where the days are just kind of cockamamie, or they're really really long in the summer and extremely short in the winter, and they just have a very quick growth cycle. Uh, so neat. I did not know that. Well, I just had so many more questions. Like, I really have a curious about like her what, what she knows about Sacramento. You know, because the tribes are each one has their own traditions, right? So, like, even my uh, great grandfather, he was uh, indigenous from Mexico region. Like, he didn't speak Spanish; he spoke whatever the native cult uh, language was then. Mm -hmm. Most people don't they get confused or they don't have an understanding that, like, say Mexico, it's uh, there were natives there first, indigenous people. And then the Spaniards came out, and that's what made Mexicans, right? So I know, like, my great-grandmother, she was using it for in um, for an ointment. Uh, she was getting cannabis from my mom, and she was putting it in rubbing alcohol. So, like, pretty much early tincture, right? But I think that's what her custom was. And I really wonder what uh, – uh, hopefully Mary Jane will come back, if not today, but some other time we can discuss, like, the sacrament part of it because I'm really – you know, this whole, this land of, uh, what is this, uh, religious freedom bullshit, but yet there's something, there's a whole uh, disenfranchised community, you know, because cannabis is supposedly schedule one. And that's mm -hmm. it. There's no other reason why, you know, you know, this plant's not sacrament for some people or can't be. Yeah, and the case law is actually quite bad on that. And so, like, case mm -hmm. law, uh, they've tried, like, you know, oh, I'm a Rastafarian man. Yeah. I have the right to smoke the sacramental herb. And that's never worked. And so it just has to do with the stigma, probably, because then there's other case law where the Native Americans 
got uh, what is it called? RIFRA. And so RIFRA is the Restore the First Amendment Amendment or Restore of Religious Freedom Act. Yeah, it's from about 30 years ago now. And because of that, you know, religion's so important in this country. We we separated it, and then also um, <laughs> said, wait, we should give them taxes them status too. Uh, and so it's not really all that separate. But uh, right, you're supposed to have such religious freedoms, and they aren't supposed to infringe on them, unless, of course, you're doing weed, and then uh, your religious beliefs, no matter how devout or sincere they are, no longer really matter. Uh, but if you were a Native American and you wanted to do ayahuasca or like peyote. Uh, there's case law on that where that was uh, okay because of RIFRA. Right. And that's why like, I was trying to ask about the sacrament and the history with it. If, if we can never have this conversation with her again. Um, I, I knew a guy in uh, uh, part of the Sioux tribe, I believe it was some part of Dakotas. Uh, he was going home and doing peyote and he was coming back and like, yeah, you know, the hot box, the hot houses and all the other stuff. It's all part of the spiritualness. And, you know, cannabis is a spiritual plant. Like, it's a thing that, like, okay, sure, it's wellness and it's recreational, but it's also an enlightenment thing that people feel, you know, right. in one with, I guess, or one with themselves. And it's it, not only that, uh, the spiritual aspect of it is not just indigenous to this country. And so, like, you know, there's spiritual aspect of it in India, there's spiritual aspect of it in Nepal, there's spiritual aspect of it in other... Japan. Japan's Japan. emperor, when in, in the tradition, when the new emperor comes in, they use it in these ceremonies. Hmm. That's, but that's it's, it's terribly heinously cr uh, criminalized in Japan. Exactly. Like, like this is the thing that America has exported prohibition so freaking good that they were so focused on a stupid ass plant and, and controlling, like, I don't know, drugs, whatever reason, you know, the, the dis there's really this big disconnection of what we understand, like how life, how we live life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to pee test and catch all the bad employees. Right. <laughs> As know? if doing drugs makes you a bad person or employee. You know, give me a cup of coffee while I sit you down and tell you how you shouldn't be doing drugs. Like you know, seriously, though. And, you know, I, I mean, and I got it from the Navy as far as, like, coffee goes. Like, I require X amount of caffeine just to get through. If you want a functioning person, employee, I need my coffee. And I make people money. I mean, that's how that works. Right. Um, I also enjoy a lot of coffee. And then you're also having an energy drink. Me, I'm having the original drug, H2O. I am addicted to this stuff. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're giving out handies just for some water. Hey, well, actually, I think I would be more likely to do that, especially if I was like, you know, uh, dying of thirst or something, <laughs> extremely dehydrated. Like, you do need water. Weed, you just kind of forget to smoke when you don't have it, or at least I do. I'm like, man, I could go for some of that. It's been a while. And that's the thing about cannabis being like part of the scheduling prohibition stigma bullshit. It's like, I, if I don't have weed, I'm just having a sad, not even like a depressing day, just, uh, you know, not so happy-ish. Yep. Not so happy-ish. You know, well, well, actually, I'm fine when I'm not on it. Uh, it, it you, it's just better to be on it, to be honest. But um, it's my body, my choice. It's my body, my choice <laughs> as well. But then it's also... Uh, really nice and relaxing. And uh, is it spiritual for me? Sure, sure. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I get to feel a connection to the earth and to uh, my endocannabinoid system, so that it stays balanced and can keep my body in homeostasis. Uh, joining us, hopefully, is Mary Jane Oatman. Mary Jane, come on down. Hello. The audio. Hello. It's just. I'm trying, you guys. Yes. I'm out here in Idaho. It seriously is right. still the Wild West. 
Yep. Idaho is one of the notorious I states. It's Indiana, Idaho, and Iowa. I don't know what it is. If your state starts with I, you hate weed. And internet. And internet, evidently. <laughs> so, uh, Mary, can you tell us more about the sacrament with cannabis and, and in your tribe? What, what, what do you understand? What do you know about the tradition of it? I didn't catch, like, any of that question. <sighs> yes. All good. Well, uh, mostly the question was, uh, how long, or like, can you describe the, the sacramental use of cannabis by the indigenous people? Uh, well, we can go by the oral record and oral tradition, uh, you know, again, which I say dates back to at least uh, 13,000 years when our people in the Pacific Northwest Columbia Plateau came across the the, the seed um, by way of the floods. Uh, but there's also, you know, the, the archaeological. Dang. Woman down, woman down. Well, it's just that <laughs> this is just another evidence of the suppression. Yeah. Idaho is a tough place to get out of. I've heard. Well, I mean, it's not a conspiracy if it can be true, honestly. I mean, she could be getting suppressed, though, like you said, her message from Idaho. Like, that's definitely something that could be actively happening. Just, you know, nowadays you don't have to have a supervillain behind. You just have to have some asshole that creates an algorithm that just goes against you. Or uh, do you have any idea how much spam is on our channel in the comments? Oh, God. Like, it's Spanish porn. And, like, for whatever reason, there's a lot of Spanish. It's just, It's got to be a spam bot. We didn't code it. it. Has to be. I didn't put it in there. You didn't put it. In. You're not no. spamming the channel, are you? Somebody out there does because they're jerks. And then uh, this is what, exactly what's wrong with Twitter. It is, but I also wonder like who falls for the shit too, right? Because I mean, like you, when I go through and I try and do all the deleting, reporting stuff, but like with the Facebook group that we've been running for ten years now, it's like somehow these fuckers are getting more ingenious in and they're able to like flood. Uh, 20 sub messages below all these people so like i'm going through going remove and delete remove and delete and all they say the same thing hey have you met my plug i saw him here or some shit like that it's always the same spam verbiage and then sometimes i feel bad for people because they actually reply thinking it's a person i'm like no please don't please don't hit this person up yeah please don't i want you to know that i rarely if ever use facebook as our page uh cannabis legalization is rarely if ever yeah. But uh, it's it is interesting to see, and then we're hopefully going to have somebody new starting to be managing our social media, which would be fun because like we we haven't had good social. I've been doing it. We also hired um, you know uh, some bunny, and then we had a, a mouse, and it just was not working out very well. And so then we got a duck that's through darts at balloons. Also not the best social media um, uh, manager, by the way, but we have somebody else who's hopefully starting soon. We're, we're, we're kind of excited about it. Yeah, no. Actually, uh, that's the wrong button, but go ahead. I just totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I am going to share the screen of the, uh, well, the 420. We still have six minutes. And that is a wonderful Snoop Dogg song, by the way. Six minutes. Snoop Doggy Dogg, you're on. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, we follow on. There's the James Belushi. We might want to share that one again. Uh, Silence Tippy. That's uh, there's Washington Bud Co. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Future Cannabis Project. We should follow them. Ed Rosenthal. He's the man. Ed yeah. could sell seeds like nobody's business. And there he is with uh, another guy who has my uh, birthday, uh, Jack Error. But uh, that's our page. And I wonder if we, you can like use Facebook as it and just interact with all these people uh, if it loads. 
for whatever reason, Facebook doesn't like to load for me. It's just extremely slow. Uh, but we're at 351,000 likes right there, but only 632 followers. Isn't that silly? That's hysterical. Well, you know, it's funny too. You look at the reach, you ever go to the insights? We, we yeah. reach about 2 million people for in about a couple months. Uh, the insights, let's see what the month. insights say for our page. But then it, it's one of those deals where, so we'll have the new social media guy come on. Uh, it looks like, how do I not? Why come it do, do Maybe I'm just zoomed in too much. There we go. Yeah. Uh, post reach last month was, is this just last month? 3.1 million. Damn. Yeah. 224,000 interactions. Sorry guys. We can't keep up with all the comments. And Seriously. how many of those do you think are bots? Oh, it's a good chunk for sure. hundred percent. Right. It has to be a, a lot. And so like 22,000 shares. That's not bad. No, we have good engagement. Yep. Thanks. We you. do. We do have good engagement, but, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't, you can't find this though. I mean, that's the, the, the silly thing. And so you have to you know, just go back to that. Well, I just go to, no, just to Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash free THC. So there you go. You can see it right there in the top level domain. Facebook.com backslash free THC, uh, cannabis legalization news. Uh, and so I'm going to stop sharing my screen on that one. Uh, more news. Did anyone, did you get a cannabis license in Illinois? Are you a craft grower who won? If so, congratulations. Um, congratulations to everybody who's got a cannabis license. If you can help, need some help, uh, you know, head on over to facebook.com backslash free THC. And then comment on something, and it will get ignored because it'll be one of twenty thousand comments that happened that month. We try, we try. I mean, and then again, all these formats keep updating. Like Facebook, when they merged to Meta, when they bought goddamn Instagram, all the other stuff, they became like uh, you needed a separate app just to manage a bigger group, like we have. Mm -hmm. And then it still doesn't sync up right. It's, it's always like late. Like I used to go to the page out there, I made a post. And I would go through each individual post and then see the reactions then. But then since they forced us making a, an app to, to use to inter interface with a larger group, I'm subjected to force to see what they approve through first besides going through the thing. You know, uh, um, besides Fuckbook, uh, you know, who doesn't like weed is TikTok. So I, I don't use TikTok that much, but I tried to make a video. And when I went to log in, I was like, oh, shoot, look at this. One, two, three against community guidelines. All of them were because, you know, how does it know? I don't say, hey, I'm, I'm smoking a joint. I never. Machine learning. It. Machine learning. That's why it knows. But I'm sorry about that, man. Uh, and then so between the machine learning and then the crappy signal in um, Idaho, and <laughs> one of our classic shows, just when you're just sitting there. Wondering what we're going to say next as we grind towards 20 past the hour. Uh, however, there has, yeah, 60 more licenses came out in Illinois. And that's that's big news. And and we got another oh, winner, yeah. at least at least one more. But uh, it looks like that only so far, I've only seen perfect applications. And they're very often, they're 100% social equity by ownership, the vast majority of them. So, like, I bet it's going to be like 80 to 90% or ownership social mm. equity in Illinois. And so far, I've only seen veterans and say it's one of those deals where uh, I'm waiting on doing um, several pieces of content on the dormant commerce clause. And one of the things that I'll be working on with the lawyers is like, guys, we need to hit this because it's a federal action. It can be filed anywhere or anywhere. So and it's federal court, you know, the same rules apply wherever you're at. Let's uh, brief this out because I've, you know, I've I got a copy of the complaint, you know, so I've seen these actions before. Neat. I know what to go into. Well, yeah, you think it's neat until, you know, I'm telling well, New York, like you guys are really closed. Why don't you open the state up? And then 
if you're looking in Illinois going like, you think we're closed, look at Illinois, 100% social equity. So you have to be all Illinois owned. Otherwise, you can't get a license, which is a huge violation of the Department of Commerce Clause. And so why don't they file a lawsuit then? No, it, it's definitely the lawyer in you. Uh, one of our viewers, Carl uh, Baylor, asked about the Discord. Uh, last week, I tried to do a, a live video, but then in the middle of when I was creating a live video, because I want to do like a sesh, because in Discord, we won't get ding and whatnot, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but right when I started, uh, my kid needed me, so I had to turn it off real quick. But hey, in the meantime, though. Oh, my goodness. We've made it to 20 past the hour, everybody. Take a break. Did you know where that one is? Yeah, I got this one. There's <laughs> like a bunch of old men working fucking tech. <laughs> yep. That's what that is. Well, you know, uh, the other thing is with this other person we're hiring, uh, wait, if it goes well, then we might have somebody that can produce the show so that we don't have to touch the buttons unless like, and we just tell somebody went to, you know, Hey, can you bring this up? Cause that was quite helpful. Um, you know, it's one of those deals where it's self-funded and it gets bootstrapped, but, uh, now that there's actually more clients out in Illinois, that's going to help. Uh, and eventually that lawsuit's going to release another 185 licenses. That's going to help. And then the the relationships that I'm making in New York and uh, the DMV area are going to help too. I'm so happy to hear you be business-wise as the world becomes the new normal again. Yep. You know? The new normal is good, but, uh, oh, yeah, with our updates that we did, so now we're open for business again. And the updates that we did are pretty damn good so like uh again most people if they're going to come into our collateral based web they're going to oh. start from cannabisindustrylawyer.com dude doctor's medals talking about that remember yesterday i told you about the dr phil episode yep oh my god dude he's talking about it yes i saw it matter of fact doctor's medals i was smoking a joint and drinking a beer when i was just when it came i was like shut the fuck up and and so it's also on youtube Check out the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. I think the whole episode's on YouTube. I mean, that's the kind of thing I was going to view, like, in a Discord. And I and I do plan on using our Discord more. It's just I'm planning a, a family vacation right now. And I'll, in nine days, I'll be gone for 10 days. And hopefully during that time, I can maybe make a video from Mexico. That'd be tight. Yeah. But who's this Dr. Phil? Like, so when did the Dr. Phil episode come? Is this, like, because I Recent. see one recent because like if i go to the stream and i'll take down the banner for uh, the plug to cannabisindustrylawyer.com we have a post that comes up from november 29th 2021 in this episode of dr phil from businessman to cowboy tig right but then uh, it says once he starts smoking weed he could not control it and that's from drphil.com i'm assuming we aren't going to get any type of copyright on this because they want you to find this they published it online for crying out loud i would hope um, so I mean, on the YouTube, it's the whole, like I said, the whole episode on the YouTube channel, which you can, uh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating if you watch it. Yep. And the title was, it, uh, My Husband Needs to Smoke Weed. Well, actually, there's several little broken segments. All about oh, Jesus. good. Several broken segments. I, yeah. I just hope that I don't click to unmute. That would be extremely, extremely annoying. Uh, instead, I'm going to click this X. But if she says, Jessica says her once successful un uh, Uncle Ed had a longstanding career in aerospace. Lost it all in his home, marriage, children, and job. When he be and he began street performing and preaching as Cowboy Tig. 
Okay. Uh, Ed's family said that he believed his behavior shifted after he was prescribed medical marijuana to manage his pain following neck surgery in 2019. Once he started smoking weed, he could not control his thoughts, claims Jessica. So there he goes. Aerospace engineer to street performer cowboy Tig uh, because he's smoking weed. Well, I think That's, that might be a different episode because in the episode where when I watched it, it was so painful. Um because the guy he he work, he runs a gas station. Yeah, that's a different episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that just came out. This guy works at a gas station, but he had an accident too. And again, they're they're forgetting the fact that the man had neck surgery, so he's probably on like some pills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let's disregard all the other shit. That well, again, there's, there's that's one possibility. The other possibility, somebody who's that freaking gregarious or. Um, Histrionic, welcome to the word of the day section of cannabis legalization news where we talk about gregarious and histrionic type people. So, like, if Cowboy Tig is that, look at me, look at me, look at me. So, he is a street performer named Cowboy Tig. They could just be making all of this up to get more attention, exactly. But this recent episode that happened, it was live, I believe I watched it two nights ago, yeah, Friday night, I think it was. So, uh you know that's the most recent one in his uh, YouTube channel. If you were to go to it, and, uh, um, and again, we we probably shouldn't watch it right now because we'll probably get flagged or whatever. Oh, we don't need to watch it. But then, like you know, we've already advertised for him. Uh, it's Reefer Madness on Doctor Phil. Everybody, yes. Oh, so bad, and, and and just condescending and just bad information. I just feel bad for people who believe him or everything on TV. <laughs> There's so many stupid Seriously, people out there. People out there in America believe Dr. Phil. Isn't the guy not even a doctor? What are you a doctor of, Dr. Phil? I have uh, PhDs in uh, truthology from Empire State. Yeah, he lost. In a real place. college and major. <laughs> oh, fudge, man. What else? So besides your lawsuits going on, what else you got going on in the weed world? Uh, Weed World, like again, it's uh, it's just a series of openings and closings. And so, like right now, New Jersey is open for business. Let's go to New Jersey, everybody. Same with New Mexico, open for business. Uh, got a lot of calls for New Jersey, New Mexico, Mississippi. Kind of waiting on you. You know, it should be open for business. It's it's almost June. We're supposed to have an application window there. Uh, Connecticut closed. Uh, Connecticut closed on May third, but there's another window that's open in Connecticut through um, early June. And so like, you know, side related ones. And that's going to be interesting to see how that works, because that was the three million dollar social equity uh, application, plus the 15,000 applicants for those. I mean, that was some ballot stuff. And that was a ballot stuff and lottery out of Connecticut. Uh, And then, you know, putting together the the actual applications uh, is is nice. But then you have to put together all the teams and stuff. And that's that's really I guess what we could do is, you know, this is where the you know, I'm going to get rid of the mullet, even though it can't really see it because I'm got my ponytail in. Yeah. Um, and so this is what we, we've been building for the past couple of weeks. And so uh, now the this is already starting to go out into our um, emails that are pushing people towards these. So like I have great. And so like I'm I'm working with them to continue to develop stuff because when I tried to plug it into Zapier, shout out to Zapier, everybody. If you like to code, you should probably hire collateral base. Uh, and anyway, so we're now getting our menu up. Let me get this out of the way because you guys can't see it. So let me also drop that, drop it, drop it. There it goes. Uh, and so you can go to team settings uh, and then copy to clipboard. And then here's our menu of services. So if our clients want to do stuff, it's got our general counsel package. So now this is the the intro to working with me. 
goes here. And then that's our retainer that we were talking about. It's oh, yeah. 200 bucks a month. And then it gets access to, it's kind of like a hybrid legal zoom, how we're okay. uh, organizing running the company. Yeah. So uh, there's that $200 a month to retain the firm. So like we represent you, we'll do your, your application. If you want us to be your general counsel, like, you know, on a contract basis, like an outside general counsel, we can do that. And then inside of that store, we have everything like start your company, bring in investors, buy real estate, you know, get loans uh, for the whole operations. And, and one of the things that, you know, with this, it's a pretty interesting piece of software. So like if you hit get started, uh, it then starts walking you through um, all of these things that yeah. go into our, uh, and so it's building out the contracts as you make them. Neat. Uh, which is, yeah. And so, like I said, it's kind of like a hybrid legal zoom. And then when it's done, we get like pings. And so now we're, we're putting that together on the back end where everything's getting done. Powder that ponytail before court. Yes. You know, <laughs> get you I, a little Victorian. I know, I know. Because like we're going to get a lawsuit on file this month. I am not going to court. Like, Your Honor, Counselor, yes, that's right. Wait, it is in Tazewell County. If there's one county in Illinois that I could get away with wearing a mullet to court, it's in Pekin, Illinois, Tazewell County. And that's, you know... Uh, it's public record once you file it. And so like, I'm going to file it for on behalf of a client because yeah. that's, that's what you do, you know? And then uh, it'll be nice getting back to court, but it won't be the last one because it, what happens with like cannabis and why we have this store out back there. And if you want to get into it, uh, go to cannabisindustrylawyer.com, sign up for our uh, emails by filling out the form to see if your company or you as an entrepreneur are qualified to get into the cannabis industry. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of where all the leads go and the leads get pushed into there. And then we sign up. Oh, it, it worked yesterday. Like uh, somebody from South Dakota signed nice. up. They won um, a dispensary. So we get to get to get boned up on South Dakota's uh, methods, which is fantastic because South Dakota already went legal. And then they like, no one was like, oh, the people were confused. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. They were not confused. They knew exactly what they were voting for. But is it going to be It's medical though right now, right? Yes. And so it's a medical cannabis thing. And that it's it's one of those deals, though, with medical cannabis states, it's not a guaranteed money. Uh, yeah. And so like you might have to go sideways. If so that's the same thing that I'm telling and advising clients uh, when I'm helping them get ready to go into Mississippi uh, is mm. that you may have to go sideways depending on how open or shut they make this thing. You know, <clears throat> are they going to do Oklahoma or are they going to do more like an Illinois or a uh, Missouri? where it takes time and capital to get your doors open. Well, in any of it, it's not an immediate lottery ticket, right? I mean, even though you think you're, you are you, you got something gold, which you do, but sometimes, like you said, you're, you're dealing with the state bullshit, and then that's part of that bleeding, right? Where right, because it's not like there's magically going to – it's not like Florida, 700,000 medical patients. Or it's not like Michigan uh, – not Michigan, Oklahoma, like one out of ten people or more has their medical card in Oklahoma where is it going to, what's the uptake? What's the patient uptake? And so are people, I'm by people, I mean, doctors, are doctors in in, in Mississippi going to be writing uh, recommendations? There's 3 million people in Mississippi. How quickly can you get to two, three, 400,000 patients that Mm. are there? And that's going to be the the tough one, right? Because the market's going to have to grow for, that's the only problem with the patient or at least the medical side of things is because the market is the patients. And so unless you have enough prescriptions out there, then you don't have a, good, a sustainable business for yourself. Right. You know, right. 
that's that's absolutely the. Th- and then you still have all this regulatory crap that you have to do. So it's it's heavy uh, to get open, and then there just might not be any cash flow until it becomes adult use. Yeah. Well, or they. Illinois is a good example because they had it very, very regulated, very tight. Doctors were less likely to write scripts for it. And then they, over time, they amended it and they added some catch-alls like pain and PTSD. And and so that allowed for more patients to grow in numbers. But I bet there's only like three, four hundred thousand medical cannabis patients in the state of Illinois. If they just do it like, oh, I don't know. You know, what if? Do you know if they're uh, what do you call it when uh, out of state uh, prescriptions are are recognized? Uh, the reciprocity. I don't yeah. believe there are. Very, the The typical rule is that I haven't seen it, uh, but then some states are hip, and and it's like I think uh, with, for example, uh, Oklahoma does have reciprocity, but uh, that's another Google search. But here's the medical yeah. patient numbers. So this is Illinois, uh, about twelve point nine million now, so about thirteen million people. And 150,000 uh, patients, you know, that's it. But like, what is population of South Dakota? Population right, of South Dakota, yeah, there you go. South Dakota, not open. The population of South Dakota is 884,000. So, like, how many patients? Let's say you get 10%, that's 84,000 patients. That's it. Yeah. It's not a very large industry. Missouri, Missouri is a different number. You see, Missouri came out open. Uh, it was easier to get uh, a medical card in Missouri. And so they have about the same number of patients that Illinois did. You know, Illinois, they're, well, they're, they're curious about the, the reciprocity because like mm. South Dakota is surrounded by both Montana and Minnesota who are medical states. And while Montana is recreational and I believe Nebraska has a medical scene there as well. So, you know, it's only a matter of time for these people, the patients themselves get organized and, and, you know, it's kind of what happens. It's like the an underground green railroad, right? You know, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but um, that's one of the problems with the medical, and it makes predictive uh, of revenues more uh, yeah. of a speculative projection. The costs are very real. The right. Projection of the the revenues, not so much. I mean, if you're in a limited market state like in Illinois. It's a yield thing where it's like we have this much space. We should be able to yield this much. It's an agricultural commodity, by the way. So uh, as a result, you have a yield. You have harvest. You have product. It goes out and then you squeeze it or extract it, however you're going to do it. Uh, And then you have more products and they go out. Great. And then how many people want to buy those? Eh, Quite a much. I mean, like it's it's more than 10 percent of the population. It's probably like 14, 15 percent of the population. States like yours or in California or in uh uh, Colorado, and maybe also now in Oklahoma, it's getting to be closer to 20% of the people are regular users. Well, and again, you know, cannabis in, in the future is going to be a benign thing that people don't even talk about, right? It'll be like buying a pack of cigarettes or whatever. But like right now, because of the limited markets, it becomes this like still taboo uh, thing. You know, it's not, you know, 20% people just consuming every day. Just kind of like we, we talked about the other day about bars, right? Like, there's bars everywhere. How do people get to the bars? And how are they going to get home? They're going to drive. We we overreact about, like, cannabis being this thing that's going to be like, oh, it, it's a bullshit like that Dr. Phil episode, you know, going around all the other stuff that's wrong with this guy's life and putting it all on this one plant. There's, what, no responsibility on his own accord? There's, you know, 
people want to blame other shit, blame a substance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can sometimes. Sometimes you can blame alcohol, but other than that, <laughs> I mean, uh, on a Friday night, and I don't know. I've had too much, kind of blacked out sometimes. But on, on alcohol, never cannabis. Right. With cannabis, I usually just get paranoid if I've had too much or like, you know, um, anxiety type of things. So like that's when I hit some anxiety, then I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go pop up on a soda, maybe a beer, but um, get some air, uh, hydrate and then take a break. And that's usually it. it's fine. Yeah. 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 You, you know, when you're you've reached a certain point in your body, you're more in tune to yourself. Yep. You know. Good stuff, man. I tell you, should we uh, should we kibitz about anything else? I mean, I can tell you all about the cool things we have going on at Collateral Base, but uh, that's that's for tomorrow. I have to do several LOIs. I can't wait to put the LOI in the machine. That'll be nice because that's that's you know the investment. So like you know, you form the company, you apply for the license. That's there's <clears throat> two segments. There's more like your know, your legal stuff, and then there's your your corporate and your corporate your consulting business work products so your business consulting type stuff and that's like here's your perfect application sir now remember it's only going to be perfect for some people and you might not be that person which is weird right like you know um how come like only like 25 or 33 percent of the clients win well because only 25 or 30 I, i can't i can give you a perfect application but i can't make you perfect being what the state's looking for right you know or even like what was it the old one where uh you just buy enough tickets in the lottery, you're gonna win. Yeah. You know, it's an odds game sometimes. Sometimes it's an odds game, and sometimes it's you know you have to have a perfect application and be the right guy. Yeah, uh, or file a lawsuit. And so that's kind of how New York's setting it up. Um, that's how Illinois set it up. And so with New York, it's be a hemp farmer or be uh, justice involved, and you know, so be arrested in New York. Yeah. And be convicted there and then also own a business in New York that has turned a profit for the last two years. So that's one of those deals where it's like, excuse me, I'm pretty sure the Dormant Commerce Clause doesn't allow for either of these, but uh, they don't want to hear it. They want you to go home. Yeah. And if you like that sexy lawyer talk, follow Tom for more. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget, you can follow me at uh, Canvas Industry Lawyer on pretty much anywhere. Uh, But, you know, IG, I guess that would be it. So Instagram. I didn't get it for Twitter, unfortunately. There, I'm Tom Weedlaw. Missed it, huh? Oh well. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's all part of SEO and branding, right? Like, I, like for me, the early internet. I when I took Mickey 420, it was my gamer tag, and I just was the default online thing. And I really, really wish I had something cooler like Method Man. But uh, yeah, yeah, you weren't trying to rap in um, no Brooklyn, though. I wasn't trying to do shit <laughs> except for just make an online presence, you know. But you know, I think it's been a good talk, and then uh, we still have the news coming up Wednesday that we already have laid out. So we, we sure just... do. And then if anybody, any members are watching, we can always answer their questions. So yeah, if there are members watching, we can give you a few minutes while we uh, kind of wrap up. But uh, sorry about the Idaho. That's what it was. It was the Idaho. Oh, nothing Idaho. to do with the indigenous people. It was a connection. We can't. We can't power the internet. I don't understand why I'm so behind sometimes. You know, I think IBM is based out of Idaho at one time. Like there was a there were some computer findings. Idaho's not as backwards as you think. But I mean it is in some parts. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let me see here. There's really no like so there's a Robin Thomas is a member. Shout out to to him. No questions from them though. Uh and then James Christ, also a member. Shout out to them. 
it's all good no thanks for hanging with us guys yep. and then uh you know, I, I'm working on writing more. I'm working on an article, kind of lay out my uh, my history of how I started blogging. And then after I get this mental garbage out of my way, I'm going to go through like other stuff like I used to, like write stories and try and be consistent with it. Mm. That will help the SEO with the website and all the other shit, too. It can. Um, it, it's it, SEO is a very technical thing. And so yeah. hopefully the person that we are going to start working with uh, knows their shit. Uh, we'll find out. It's one of the things. I mean, I understand SEO fine, but then like I can't sit there and do that. I'm supposed to be sitting over here creating like legal product to sell that. Yeah. That's why you teach somebody to do the SEO and then you pay them. Well, there you go. But then you you, you have to kind of know what's, what it's doing. Otherwise, you're, you could get sold a bill of goods and nobody wants that. Uh, and also there's a, somebody was asking what's the latest on safe banking. And I'm like, hey metal you're not a you're not a member come on man but the latest on safe banking is maybe it's a maybe <laughs> they're gonna try to put it into the budget we'll see it hasn't passed yet but it's getting stuck in somewhere at this budget and it go, again the budget do we even have a budget yet or are we still on crs uh, so that's that's one of the other things continuing resolutions fund the government yeah. until you actually have a budget which sometimes doesn't get approved because politics right uh, and then they have continuing resolutions that can keep the the, the company, yeah. being the America, open for uh, <laughs> some more time. Yeah. Well, and if you're wondering about the Morac, just talk to Schumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go tweet at Schumer. Uh, well, I'm not sure he he needs to put something into uh, the Senate that they'll agree with. But there's but- two bills in in, in the. Legislature, one's already passed the Moore Act. Yeah, that's the one that has a whole bunch of. It's it looks real expensive, like real expensive, highly regulated, and they say that they're going to try to make it open for you know small mom and pop people. And then you read the COA, uh, the Schumer bill, same problems. I mean, like they just make it so expensive. They tax it, and then they also make the compliance they're going to have to do very very strenuous. But then they're claiming that it's going to be for small businesses, and I'm like, <clears throat> well, um. If that's so, how come there's already so much regulation in there? How do small businesses have the ability to do this kind of regulatory compliance, you know? Yeah. Especially in the agricultural industry, at the milk farmer, right? So does the milk farmer have a a chief compliance officer? Does the milk farmer have like a corporate setup because they need, well, family farms, I mean, they can actually access credit. They do have collateral so there's that aspect. And debt is starting to become more and more available to um, uh, the cannabis industry. I, you know, I I understand, like, all these bills are going to be pricey and they're not good. They're not happy. They're not for the average Joe. But descheduling would be number one and stop putting people in prison and releasing the ones that are. You know, that's the three things. Like, we can just – everything else will shape itself out. But we need to pass one of these freaking bills through because – you know, these guys are losing men and women are losing the most important thing out there. And that's time. Freedom. They're losing their personal liberty. They've been thrown into a box while somebody else gets rich for the damn same thing. Well, And then uh, Uncle Sam's complicit in it, too. Uncle yes. Sam's got his hand out saying, Mr. IRS, man, put the money right in here because what you're doing is illegal. But I'm not going to shut you down. I'm just going to continue to make sure you pay all the taxes you owe. None of that makes sense. Um, can we get a declaratory judgment that the cannabis laws are freaking cuckoo bananas and, and therefore unconstitutional? Um, 
you know, that's that's that those cases have been tried and like they've very often failed. Maybe it's time to try it again. You know, dust off the Rage case and, and put it in uh, Rage Two, Electric Boogaloo, uh, and see if you can get it disqualified by uh, the, the rational basis test. But then again, I don't. Cannabis has yet to see its day in court. Never will. I don't think. You know, there's going to be this in, in just bias, just just plain out bias. There's no good reason why we haven't address this issue as a nation you know when more than say what 70 percent of americans agree in this one issue you know like you know that's left and right middle straight backwards whatever you are guaranteed you're okay with weed as a human being yep. you know in society provided you're a human with an endocannabinoid system and the cannabis is safe and pure and tested so it's clean um yeah. you should be fine oh you'll be fine yeah Unless you try to snort it or something. That's just stupid. That's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the dumbest weed product. Uh, and I still remember it. It was called like Bumps or something. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Well, then the there's the other dumbest. one, the, like, like the syrup one. It's supposed to be like the scissor. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, but that's yeah. You're, you're, that's just so stupid. I mean, uh, got... People will do stuff that, that literally hurts and addicts and kills them. And it's some it's quasi more legal than the crap that uh, you could just plant in your garden and grow it's like it was cool. tomatoes. Yeah. Allergy season, though. I'm dying. Like if, if I took a Benadryl, I'd be higher than a kite. And I mean, literally higher than a kite. When people say high, I'd be high on Benadryl. I'm not high on cannabis. I'm mm. even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, allergies are bad out here, too. But I uh, took a Zyrtec and I feel fine. Good for that, but you know, I'm sorry about that, man. It's just saying it's a you know, the legal options are not the best options, whereas uh, you know, cannabis, and again, the what we were normies, I don't know how to address the, the common citizen that's already accepted this, like, right? You know, we're, we're in the world of go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, we've done a, an okay job filling in for uh, a guest that had technical errors. And, but, uh, you know, we should really make sure that we get to the, you know, just to end this, because we did touch on this earlier. Is Dr. Phil even a doctor? Uh, short answer, no. And let's see here. Where's the, he demands to be uh, referred to as Dr. Phil. Short answer is no. Dr. Phil McGraw, a.k.a. Dr. Phil, is not a licensed therapist. Let's see. A damning 2008 New York Times piece noted that McGraw is exempt from state medical ethics rules, which prevents him, for example, from revealing the identity of his patients because he's not actually a practicing doctor. Though the reality star has a Ph.D. in cl clinical psychology from North Texas State University and was licensed in the state for 20 years. He has not been licensed for quite some times. He's also not licensed in California where he lives and Dr. Phil is filmed. So uh, the long answer, it's it's uh, the short answer is no with a, uh, a but. And so uh, he actually does have a Ph.D. in clinical psychology and had a license for 20 years in Texas. I blame Oprah. I always blame Oprah. I mean, Even she, brought, she has nothing to do with it. No, she brought us Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. She did? She did. She's the one that started both their damn careers. <sighs> Oprah is just, she just likes to ruin lives. I mean. But then he goes like, don't worry. Dr. Phil is friends with Ron White, and he's what? hilarious. He is. So, like, Ron White being hilarious doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Dr. Phil. I, You know, 
I think it's it's really easy for two famous, rich, middle-aged white men to be friends. <laughs> True. It's like, hey, uh, you know how it is uh, being rich and famous? Yes. Would you like a scotch? You know, and, and see, that, I think uh, with Ron White, you're getting Ron White. With Doctor Phil, he might be like Ron White in the side, but I'd rather deal with a person who's not two faced, right? Like, you're going to have scotch and weed with Ron White, no matter what. <laughs> that's part of his brand, uh, and so that's one of the reasons why when I see uh, Ron White died today, I'll be like, "Yep, I don't know how many sense. people, you know, what I'm saying I don't know how many people are going to kick me out of the bar, but I know how many people they're going to use." Well, it, the other thing is. I think it's going to be hilarious if Ron White lives to be 98, 99. That would be freaking awesome. And like, because remember how, and this is this is going to date me a little bit. So it was a mullet, by the way. 1983 Tom, my, my younger brother, um, you know, kind of chided me and said that. Uh, but uh, one of those cigar smoking comedians, George Burns. Yeah. Lived to be 100, you know? And so that become part of his bit. And so now like Ron White kind of does that, except yeah. he's got... A little bit more than the, the the cigar, he also has the bourbon or scotch, or whatever he's drinking. It's a brown liquor. Yeah. Well, goddamn, Keith Richards is a uh, what do you call it? preserved? Yeah, he's pickled. <laughs> so, I mean, we live in this weird weird world where you're told to do all the right things and go jogging, but most likely you get hit by a car or have a heart attack while you're doing it. That's right. Or you'll uh, trip and fall, and then like tear your ACL and your MCL, and you have to get surgery, and then. You know, it's just, it's going to be awful. You get pins all over your hands, you know, and then go through another surgery. What are you doing? I was trying to be fit. It was the dumbest thing, and I should have, I just should have had a cigar, sat the fuck down, poured myself a scotch. Wouldn't have nice been day. injured then. <laughs> well, right you on, know, man. I had a good time shooting the shit with you, Miggy. Uh, you know, it's another one of our classic, well, it's live television episodes. That's it, brother. All right. Thank, thanks for hanging out, people. Yep, and then uh, we'll see you on a Wednesday when we'll do Cannabis Legalization News. See you next time. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, there's that. Oh, someone want to play Nina's train. <laughs>